So if you curious fuckers love our podcast, Fucks Given, you are going to love one of my favorite podcasts, actually, Confidently Insecure with Kelsey. It is amazing. And she covers loads of topics, actually, that we really enjoy talking about. Yeah. Thank you, guys. Sisters from so many different misters here. Like, we are just writhing, ripping. I I don't know what the word is, but you just need to check out her podcast because we love this girl. Like, I cannot wait for the day where we can meet each other in 3D and hug. Mm. And fuck. I know. You guys have to come over to Confidently Insecure. We're the podcast where we're absolutely sure we don't know everything. This podcast is a safe space for you to come and ask the dumb questions so we can all learn and become better humans. Everything from politics to sex work to vaginal health to brain science. Come on. Come take a listen anywhere where podcasts are played. (laughs) Oh, my God. I need to listen about brain science when I'm fascinated. It's intense. Mm. Yeah, definitely go and check it out. You are going to love it. Yeah, if you love us, you'll love her. Faux show. You're listening to Fucks Given, the one with Stevie from Ready and Willing. Hello, curious fuckers. I'm Reed. And I'm Florence. And together, we're Come Curious. When we're not just fucking around on YouTube and Instagram. Every Thursday, we invite a new guest onto Fucks Given to talk about their best fucks, worst fucks. And the fucks that made them. We also answer your sex questions and read out your sex stories. So stay tuned as we divulge all the delicious details. Welcome. Hello. Good morning. Yeah, this is super early for you, right? What so time is sorry. it over there? It's 7 a.m. No, that's Five. fucked up. That is I'm so sorry, Stevie. Like this is the the, the cursed podcast. This is our fourth time trying to record this fucking podcast. I think it's oh. because of the topic. I think yeah. it's so juicy. The universe was like, the world's not ready for this. The world's not ready for this. It's ready for it now, though, because this is the time that we are recording it. Suddenly, the world is ready to hear your stories. So, Stevie, you actually own a company that has my favourite bullet vibrator. Woo! Sweet, thank you. (laughs) I remember sending you guys toys. It was like when we first started. It was so long ago. Yeah, Yeah. it was. It was like you were like one of the first people to send us toys, and we were like, "Oh, this is." This is really cute. We're like, we get free toys now? And now we're like, oh, well, we can't pay our bills with sex toys. Like, what the fuck do we do? If I could pay my bills with sex toys, I would live in a mansion. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Yeah, Millionaires. Stevie, please tell our curious fuckers a little bit about yourself. So, um, my name is Stevie, and I do own a company called Ready and Willing, and we sell sex toys. Specialize in little discreet but super powerful, like little bullet vibrators. Mm. And um, personally, I uh, I'm a mom to a 14 month old baby boy, and he is just so cute. Beautiful. Congratulations. Thank you. He is my world, and um, I uh, I'm also engaged to an amazing man in South Florida. But yeah, so I um, I guess how this came about, like. 
read you and I were talking about some pretty interesting topics and you're like oh my oh my god I'm gonna murder your accent yeah, please no I love it so <laughs> much we have to put this on the show I love it I love it so much I sound like Mary Poppins it's so good you, you must put this on the show I wish I sounded like that in real life it's so good. You do. <laughs> You're like, that's how all Americans hear you. So let's get into the juicy details. Fuck number one. The last fuck. Oh, you guys would love to know that. We <laughs> <laughs> so would, because it's so, the last fuck is always so fresh. What can you tell us? What details? <laughs> there must be something. That it was like two days ago and I still have a big smile on my face when you asked me about it. Oh, <laughs> oh my so God. I mean, well, it's yeah. beyond the sex, right? You're engaged. So it's like a whole new level. Yeah. Yeah. It's like the romance involved. Like, is there like a new kind of found romance during sex where you're just like, oh my God, I love you so much. The love. Yeah. I think I think though what what is more is we've had a baby together. Yeah. Like, like wow, like I love you so much. We have a little kid together, and it it is a different level. And also, I think it depends on the person. You know, I have had very few partners in my life, but um, you know, for me, it's always been a struggle opening up and connecting. So, Mm -hmm. person I've ever been able to do that with. So, yeah. Oh, that's amazing. Very amazing. I can't even imagine what it would be like to like have sex with somebody who you've like created life with. Like life has come out of you and then they're back inside of you. Like, whoa. That's actually magic. I can't go down there anymore. He was down there for the whole show and his eyes were like. Oh my, wasn't you talking about through childbirth? Yes. He wow. Oh, really? Because loads of people say, like, don't look down there because it will ruin everything. That's what I heard, too. But I feel like that's a, like, I don't know. Everybody's different. But I just feel like, how could you have that ruin everything? Because for yeah. him, I noticed a big change in his attitude towards me. It was like, wow, you're like <laughs> superhero. Yeah, <laughs> it's this newfound respect, right? It's like yeah. that has just, got, your body has just gone through that. <laughs> Like, you're whoa, I'm never going to call you a pussy again. <laughs> yeah, like, I just, my sister is like, it looks like a personal pan pizza, like the little tiny pizzas. I'm like, oh. <laughs> we're Wait, talking what? about like the crown, like when, when your child is crowning. Well, at least, I mean, Florence loves pizza. It's her one of her favorites. So you've got that to look forward to. Yay. <laughs> It's pizza too, so that's probably why. He's like, yes, this is great. I'm going to go down there after this. <laughs> it's pizza and dessert, right? Right. Because, of, you know, having having a little poo as well. I mean, I am 100% going to shit my guts out if I have a kid. Like, I already have to go through hell when I have a shit. <laughs> Sorry. Is that a bit graphic? I asked him after. I was like... Did I shit? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, no, you didn't. You didn't oh, shit. Oh, that's so lucky. Actually, no, it's, it's not. Like, I mean, it's fine to shit. It's gonna as well. stay. Your so anus must be made no. of steel. What the hell? <laughs> Something came out, but he's like, 
I didn't see it. And still to this day, he's a good man. I don't know if he's lying to me. Yeah. Oh, you know what? You need to tell me. Yeah. Has has sex changed? Like, is sex different after childbirth? I'm guessing it has to be. So it was a little like initially. So after you're healed up, it's like four to six weeks, right? And mm-hmm. take the full time. I mean, who? Some people heal up super fast, but it definitely felt like you're mentally scared. You know, it's a traumatic experience. Childbirth mm-hmm. is beautiful, but it's also absolutely terrifying. And I was in labor for thirty six hours. <gasps> that, yeah, that was the same time hell. that um my my part thomas's mom was in labor for like it's like a day and a half that's yes. fucked up it's exhausting and you can't eat you're mentally emotionally just drained so by the time we had sex again i remember thinking like i was so scared like i want i wanted to so bad mm-hmm. but like my body was just like shoot like yeah it's like you know throwing a hot dog down a hallway it was <laughs> You are basically a virgin again. Like, oh, was, really? Like, so it's not, it's not the opposite way around where you think, you, yeah. No. Also, like, oh, it really goes tight again. It was insane. Like, think about when your body has a scar or just it, like, tightens yeah. up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I can only imagine, like, that's maybe what happened. Because it was, it was literally like losing my virginity. Oh, again. <laughs> Yeah, and it's been better ever since. <laughs> yeah, and and the fear yeah. on top of that, like when when we are a, a little bit nervous, we do subconsciously tighten ourselves because we're like, ah, yeah. like, ah, yeah. like, don't put it in me. But ah, that's really interesting to know because it's it's that horrible stereotype of like, oh, once you have kids, you're so like wide and flappy and you don't feel nothing. That's really yeah. good to know. Yeah. I feel like there's loads of jokes about that on TV and film, just like women after childbirth just saying, yeah, I don't feel anything down there anymore. And like, it's just like, obviously you believe that, don't you? Like if you hear it enough times, you're going to believe that you're going to basically not have good sex after childbirth. Yes. Yeah. Because I would Google, I'd be on Reddit. I was Google, like I was terrified (laughs) because obviously I own a sex story company. Like I am sexual person so for me it's a big part of our relationship it's a big part of my identity in our relationship obviously sex isn't everything but that's a big part for me we all mm-hmm. have our needs, and that's definitely a need of mine so I remember thinking oh my god what's gonna happen and thanking thanking god nothing like what I read happened because yeah. the only thing that you read are oh from like the guy's perspective like oh you know she has she's not as tight anymore or her body and it's like so Mm -hmm. terrifying I wish women talked more openly because I'm sure there are women that had a different experience than mine but Mm -hmm. your body is so amazing like the woman's body of what we can do is it's crazy like I did not experience that at all and I still like nothing it's yeah it's better that's That's crazy yeah I mean it's good to know everyone's so different we we can't just put it on like there might be like a big blanket brush but it's not fair to be afraid of it because like your body will be completely different to somebody else's body like the stereotype against being a mom and being mm-hmm. sexy like yeah. I feel like that's just another kind of assumption which is fucked up because MILF is one of the highest search porn tw- terms in in like the world right people yeah. want to like people love a hot mom Fuck two. The first fuck. 
first time. Ew. I don't even like it. <laughs> <laughs> he said that word. Ew. Literally, all I'm going to say it was with somebody who I wish I could just, ew. Like, <laughs> like the eternal sunshine of the spotless mind, like rub out. <laughs> Like, I don't want to erase them out of my memory. Like, ugh, no. <laughs> oh no! Yeah, it was not very good. It was like you know, kind of like awkward and uncomfortable, and mm-hmm. no chemistry at all. Oh shit! No chemistry. That's harsh. Yeah. As in, like that's a hard thing to go through um, when you lose your virginity. I feel like even if you're not together in a relationship, you need that chemistry. And I think for mm-hmm. me. Like I was raised, I was raised super, super religious. So mm. I ended up staying with this person for a very long time because in my mind, I remember thinking, I lost my virginity. I'm not worth anything anymore, according to the way I was raised. So no one's gonna want me. So oh. I'll just stay with him. And we got along as friends. Eventually there was some sort of chemistry there, obviously, to be together for that long. But like that and now knowing what chemistry is, mm-hmm. it wasn't there. After you know, I lost my virginity. I just remember being like so upset and so uncomfortable. And then I wound wow. up looking back. I wound up staying with him because of the way I was raised, believing that you only are supposed to have sex with your husband. And well, I had sex with somebody, so now I need to make this work. So yeah. it was, which is so stupid. Wow. But it's it's so interesting. Like, I mean, do you think that a lot of people have to go through what you've done because of because of the way that you were raised, like staying with the wrong person for maybe a long part of their their life? I think so. I think so because, like, like I was raised Southern Baptist. Whoa, that's like <laughs> hardcore, right? yeah <laughs> <laughs> yes Can you explain it um for people that don't know because i actually don't know what southern baptist means i mean it sounds oh. fucking hardcore <laughs> southern baptist <laughs> like so okay so my parents god bless them they were always super open-minded super you know welcoming and loving and i think because of some of the things that they went through they found religion you know like you see mm-hmm. some of the people that they live a lifestyle and then they want to change and they become addicted to religion. Yeah. So I was raised, it, it was a Southern Baptist church. They weren't super like in the deep South as like, you know, oh, we hate gay people. Mm-hmm. And we're like, they were very loving still. Like the, it wasn't like the stereotype you see on TV. It wasn't like that. However, yeah. however, there is an underlying of like, oh, bless his heart. I really hope he's going to go to heaven. Like, <sighs> well but the way that we're all raised so southern baptist or the baptist it's a christianity so you have catholicism you have protestant you have baptist you have um lutheran you have a bunch of different you know ways of worshiping when you're christian and uh baptists believe that you have to believe that jesus is the son of god and you have to accept him, him into your heart and go to heaven to go to heaven, mm-hmm. follow the Ten Commandments. You have to be baptized, which is when you're, you know, dunked in water and raised back up. So after I got baptized, you go, you know, you grow up in church. And once you hit like middle school, they start talking to you about sex. And were you, were you in a religious school? No, I was homeschooled. Oh my goodness. And <laughs> the plot thickens. Oh, Stevie. 
I was stuck in my house. Oh, I went to church three times a week just to get out of my house. Oh my goodness, oh, yeah. I would go to church. I would go any, I would go to the fucking uh-huh. public bathroom just to get out of my house three oh, times yeah. a week. I would walk down the street to like the gas station and just like buy milk. <laughs> it was hilarious. So around middle school, they start talking to you about saving yourself for marriage. So mm-hmm. when you're like 13 or 14 years old, you're hearing this message that's basically saying, you know, you have to be pure, sexual sin is an abomination, and you're basically automatically going to hell if you don't repent and Whoa. and change your ways. So at an age where I had never even thought about sex because I was a child, they start talking about how you shouldn't do it, and it's this horrible thing. So naturally, mm. as a child, you're like, what is this? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, re- the rebellion. <laughs> Don't do this. And you're like, well, that sounds great. (laughs) Exactly. So now in my, you know, 13 year old brain, I'm like, this sounds pretty fun. Like, what is it? I want to know more about it. If I'm going to go to hell for it, it sounds good. (laughs) This must be amazing. But then you're also just terrified. Like, Mm -hmm. you don't want to. You're taught like, you know, you want to dress modestly because you don't want to lead somebody else to sin. So when you go to church, you have to cover up as much as you can because you don't want to have a man who's married when you're 14 staring at your ass. Like, I'm sorry. That's just so awkward. So it in the process. So messed up to teach you to behave. It's like this whole idea of like, oh yeah, the rape culture idea. It's like they need to be careful Mm. about what they dress because of somebody else. It's like they need to teach the the wrong person, the right person. Exactly. And it's not like I'm going to church in a bikini. Yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I I get you don't want to distract people from the message, but it was very, very like you should cover your knees, like very much like they would teach you a dress code wow. that was almost creates such a big deal about like kneecaps when you see shoulders or a spaghetti strap shirt. You're like, ooh, ooh, she's wearing a tank top today. Like it was, it just made such a big deal out of something mm. that's like normal. And um, so there's this program. Actually, I don't know if I should say the program, what it's called. So basically, there are a couple organizations and you would go to, you know, a seminar and learn about how you save yourself for marriage. And I had a promise ring. (gasps) A promise ring blows my mind. And I was like married to God. Like it was like a really weird, like looking back, we all were normal kids. Like the parents were normal parents. It wasn't like we were in some weird cult, but looking back, it's like, where did that, why did we have to do that? Like, why was that so necessary? And I did learn some valuable things, but I was so wrapped up into, you can't kiss a, like I had my first kiss when I was like 15 and I felt so dirty and so bad. So That was my high school. And like a lot of girls and guys in my church were very much like, if you're, if you're dating somebody, you're going to court them. So you're literally dating to get married. Wow. That's like when you're like 15. Age. The fuck? Yeah. yeah. So it puts so much pressure on sex and on marriage and on purity and 
you know, how are you supposed to have a normal high school life when in the process of them trying to like maintain your innocence, it, it becomes everything is about sex. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> not having it. Mm, that's so and, scary. Cause like, especially at that age, you literally just want to like fool around, go from person to person and learn more. So yeah. it's almost like every single interaction you have, is everything to you I mean it is at that age anyway but like this is like twice full because God is fucking watching exactly exactly (laughs) and I think too so I had a boyfriend when I was like 16 almost 17 and him and I like I was in love with him Mm -hmm. and we were not having sex and of Mm -hmm. course we're like young we're in love like your hormones are crazy and we'd start to like pull around and then we'd stop because we're like well can't do this because we were both very much like trying to maintain our purity. What did he do? He proposed. I was 18 years old. Oh my fuck. Yeah. Because he wanted to get laid. And that's like, it's like the next thing you have to do. Oh my God. Your whole life is spent as a woman, like, preparing to be a good wife when you don't really grasp what that means mm-hmm. and then him and I wound up not not working out like a month we had the wedding plan and everything and a month before the wedding <gasps> it like he found somebody else <gasps> oh my god no. <laughs> fucking hell <laughs> so now here I am <clears throat> my whole life I'm trying to be pure. I'm trying to be a good girl. I'm trying to like, you know, do everything the right way. I get engaged. I have my whole life ahead of me. And then a month before the wedding, I'm 18 and a half year old Stevie. Every, like I was moved out of my house. I was like done. Everything was good. And then it was just all gone. So I think that it was, and then I didn't know what else to do. Cause I was raised that that's the end game. Yeah. Like yeah. marriage is the end game. That's terrifying. So then, yeah. So I was like, oh my God, what do I do now? Yeah. It was a weird time in my life. Fuck three. The best fuck. Obviously the one that like, the person that I'm with. <laughs> I can't what like say this specific time. I shall not say any details, <laughs> but yeah, he's amazing. What makes it so special? Is it, I guess, is it the same thing, like, being, having a baby together, being, like, newly engaged and... And I think for the first time, um, for the first time, I feel like I'm getting emotional. For the first time, I feel like I've been able to be my authentic self. Oh! Because I feel like I went through my whole life trying to fit a mold, trying to Mm -hmm. be good enough, trying to please people and with him I remember distinctly that one fuck and thinking oh my god I've for the first time in my life like I feel like I I'm actually like good enough yeah that's so beautiful thank (laughs) thank god you found him now thank god yeah I know. Yeah. Praise Lord. <laughs> Praise Jesus. And I get an amen. <laughs> That's so good. Because sex can be so performative, I feel. Like, mm-hmm. especially when you're younger and you're meeting new people, you always feel like you have to, I think, 
probably because of like watching porn and stuff we're always like we yeah. need to put almost put on this show and not really enable ourselves to be like the sort of animalistic kind of almost unattractive selves like during sex mm-hmm. because sex yeah can be gross it can be unattractive but it's all about that it's about like finding someone that you're comfortable enough to like just fully be yourself but it is really hard and I think a lot of people probably struggle with that their whole lives and never find anyone that they're that comfortable with yeah so if if you're listening to this now and you cannot be your authentic self around your partner get the fuck out run run for the mountains find your authentic self partner yeah because having that connection is everything yeah yeah i didn't know what it was because i had only been with one other person my whole life yeah for me i was thinking like okay this is i guess this is good like i don't know Mm -hmm. and i was always raised like sex is bad sex is bad and then that does give you some mental block and then when you're a sexual person, you're like, well, am I a bad person? <laughs> like, yeah. And, um, and one thing is it, it did teach me, like what I did learn growing up that way is that sex is now, I feel like sex is very precious, very, very mm. precious to me. Mm, and, it, yeah. and it taught me that it, okay, like there were some good things that I was able to take from that. Um, once I strip it all down and that was be conscious in what you're doing, who you're doing it with, um, have like, have like a good intention and just be aware. But I, but I think that it took me, you know, my whole life to get to that point just because of so many blocks that I had in my head because of the way I was raised. Yeah. Do you mind me asking if you're still religious now? So yes and no. So I'm in a Muslim household now yes amazing <laughs> so my fiance is muslim his whole family's muslim and like i said i was raised southern baptist so when i found out i was pregnant i was actually still going to church every sunday mm-hmm. um because i do i do believe in god i do believe that there are so many good things that you can learn from the bible from just being around positive people it's very inspiring what I don't like are the rules that people put that humans put on other humans that are very mm-hmm. like hurtful. It could cause a lot of shame. It could cause a lot of damage. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was still going to church. Um, not every Sunday. Like I'm not the type of person to be like, well, the Bible says blah, blah, blah. Like I'm very much like, Hey, we are all on this journey on our own. And unless you are mm-hmm. going to crawl into the casket with me, you have no, <laughs> you have no room telling me the way I can live my life and what's okay. Yeah. Mm. Um, and, and believe in your faith as well. Exactly. You know, like faith should be very personal, not like what this whole team of people tells you how it should be led and what you need yeah. to do, right? It should be yeah. like, you know, if you believe in God, you believe in God. Yeah. And, and I think that like, for me, I have faith. And when people ask me if I'm religious, I get a little bit like, ugh. Because I feel like religion is so human made. Mm -hmm. Like it's a bunch of rules made by people just like you and I. And some of them, maybe they don't have good intentions. Some of them Mm -hmm. maybe are not as intelligent and as experienced as we'd think they are. I'm not saying it's wrong, but I'm just saying for me, some things because of religion were extremely damaging. Like 
So we had a serious discussion about what do you, what do you believe? What do I believe? How are we going to raise our son? And I found mm. out that at the core, we believed in the same things, which is be a good person, do the right thing, love people. And I found that Islam with what his family believes, I'm not going to speak for all Muslims because I don't know, but for his family, they were so open-minded. And oh. so, like my family, for example, I hate to say this, but if you're not saved, they worry that you might not be going to heaven. Mm-hmm. Muslims believe everybody's going to heaven if you have faith. Like what's the difference? So mm. for me, I was like, okay, well, we'll raise Rami Muslim and that that basically it doesn't mean that we're you know fasting for one month during Ramadan. I don't pray five times a day um, for the Muslim people that are going to be listening. Maybe they'll be offended. Maybe they won't. But I just feel like Islam is such a beautiful religion, and so is Christianity. Mm-hmm. However, when it comes to religion, I prefer to just say I have faith. You know, I do mm-hmm. believe in God, and I believe that you know I'm just trying to be the best person I can be and be so loving because at the end of the day. There's no room in me to judge. Like, I literally do not judge any. You can do whatever you want, however you want, wherever you want. As long as, like, you're respecting me, you know, if I want to do it or if I don't want to do it, I'm cool. You know, at the end of the day, like, we're all different and we're all going on this journey together. Yeah. yeah. And it's incredible that at the end of it, you have a sex toy company. Yeah. yeah. Which is yeah. like, it goes against every every stereotype that we've sort of been brought up with, especially like mm. even in England, even all over the world, there are so many bad, like toxic ideologies of what, you know, religion is and what being being Muslim is and what like being a Catholic is. And yeah. it, it, I think it's really destroying to think of those people like that, you know, like to put them in a box when it's not yeah. supposed to be like that. But I think a lot of it is their own fault because like, people tend to hold on to religion. People tend to hold on to whatever they feel like they belong into. The reason why I go to church or now the reason why I'll go to mosque is because I want to be inspired and I really truly want to grow and be a better person. It's not about anybody else. It's purely about me and my relationship with God. Mm -hmm. And if anybody is there, like, I'm not a perfect person. Obviously, I own a sex toy company. Like, <laughs> I mean, that sounds pretty perfect to me. That sounds fucking perfect. <laughs> I bet you God is up there going like, thank you for giving people pleasure. This is what I wanted. He gave Taurus with, what, 8,000 nerve endings? What do you mm-hmm. think to just sit down and not do anything with it? <laughs> I think that's insane. You know, like, why? Yeah. Why would he create hormones where we're so like sexually driven to each other? It doesn't make any sense. And I feel like I under, I feel like when people don't understand something, they try to control it. That's Mm -hmm. their thing. Like, or they think it's bad for you. It's wrong. You know, Mm -hmm. like why you don't have to know everything and have rules for everything. Yeah. You know, it doesn't feel right in your gut. Don't do it. But if you want to do it, do it. Like, it's very, life is so simple to me. And I think I learned that, like, I'm glad that I grew up the way I grew up because it opened up my eyes to, you know, how limiting beliefs can be and how damaging mm. can be. And having yeah. a second company has been, like, the most incredible experience for me. Yeah. Fuck number four. The worst fuck. 
probably my first fuck. <laughs> oh really? <laughs> That's so sad. Wait, so I'm your so first sorry. your first fuck was with your only other sexual partner that you've had? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, oopsies. When he listens to this, I'll lose him. But um, mm. like it's and it's nothing. Like I don't mean like oh, it's my first fuck. Like he's a horrible person. It just was definitely up there with the worst experiences sexually of my life not because like it wasn't traumatic it was just like i don't really remember it yeah you know what i'm it saying really like, uneventful. yeah uneventful yes. <laughs> yes like like i try to think back and i'm like wow like what how did that actually go and i don't really remember it i just remember yeah. feeling like very like man that's what i waited my whole fucking life for really <laughs> yeah that sucks (laughs) Uh, we truly believe in like you know everyone's perfect for a certain person out there you just need to find them and I think that's what's Mm -hmm. dangerous about about believing that you need to stay with one person your entire life because it's like it's just it's it's like simple mathematics like how are you going to find that person with that perfect key that fits in your lock it's hard to do you need to go out and test the buffet (laughs) yeah I can't I can't actually I feel like it's so dangerous to wait your whole life and then get married to someone. Then you're married and that's the first time you had sex with them. And yes. what, if, what if it's terrible? What if, you know, what if? <laughs> yeah. And then, so here's the thing too, is one thing that, because I, I had the same question. Plenty of other people would have the same question. We're like teenagers, like, well, what if, what if we get this person and it doesn't like work mm-hmm. and, so it's like you don't know what you don't know and then we would be told well how are you going to know the difference okay that's great but I spent I spent over a decade of my life not knowing the difference and now that I know the difference like having a fulfilling connected sexual relationship is like so crucial to having a healthy mental state oh yeah 100 percent that was that's another thing I think people don't talk about is when your love language is like physical touch mm-hmm. or having sex when you're mismatched with somebody it's kind of miserable like when you're yeah. sexual, it doesn't match up and then the mm-hmm. chemistry they're 100 percent yeah love language is really important I mean I learned yeah. that in my last relationship is that we just ended up not having the same love language and it meant that we didn't have sex all the time one of us was frustrated and it was it was really really hard it's it's really important to be able to connect your love languages even Mm -hmm. if they're slightly different to be able to understand them and work with them I think yeah yeah I agree I agree fuck number five the fuck that made me the time that got me pregnant I mean that I wasn't planned so when I found out I was pregnant I was shocked and my life is so different now in a good way yeah Yeah, 100% were you like did you want to have kids with your partner or like was it yeah so we knew each other for almost I think three or four years before Mm -hmm. we actually started seeing each other okay so we weren't ever close. Like we never had like a one-on-one conversation really of much substance, but I knew kind of a little bit about him that he wanted to have a family. 
And um, I very much wanted a family. So after yeah. I got a divorce, I was just like, I just want to find somebody that's going to be a good partner or even do it on my own. I just knew I wanted to be a mom. And him and I had a lot of conversation in the beginning of dating. Like it was very much like to me, almost like a business transaction. Like, what do you believe in? What do you want? Do not waste my time. I was like, I just lost a decade of my life, motherfucker. If you think you're going to just pop in and pop out and bullshit your way through this, it is not happening. So God bless that man. We went through so many, just like, what do you want? Da, 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 da. And um, he still says to this day, he's like, remember that one time that you looked at me? He's like, you looked at me right in my eyes. And you said, don't waste my fucking time. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's so good. It should do that, though. People should be like that and and react with every single new relationship Mm. like that, whether or not you just want to have sex or whether or not your end goal is to get married. 100%. It's too much time. Exactly. And I think I was at a point in my life where I was so, I can't explain it. I was so like, I just lost a decade of my life. Yeah. Fuck everyone. So if you are going to dare try to crawl in my life and try to (laughs) get in my panties and just fuck around... I will kill you. <laughs> yeah, that, that is what ha- that's what happens when people don't communicate when they start seeing yeah. each other, and when you don't tell each other what you want. That's when one person ends up getting hurt, one person leaves, and like yeah. you end up wasting more time because you're you're in this thing with someone and you're both on a completely different page. Mm. But you need to chat, like what like what was reed was saying like whatever you want whether that is to settle down have a family whether that's just a casual sexual situation yeah. or like just uh let's see what happens like at least just have the conversation yeah and if you don't know before you go into it then then be honest about what you're feeling at the time mm. because it, things change things grow yeah like, you might sit there and go like fuck i actually want to be with this person for the rest of my life or like ah, it's definitely just a shag then just just yeah. be honest yeah, exactly. thing to do. But once you like almost like learn how to be honest with other people, it becomes so much easier. Yeah. And I think that I was so fed up, but it's not common. You know, I think especially for women, because we're in a culture, well, probably actually both, because we're in this culture where like it's not cool to tell somebody right off the bat that listen, I want to get serious, I want to settle down. You're afraid of like scaring somebody yeah. off. Yeah. But like, I don't care if I scare you off from saying that. That means like, I yeah, it means they're right. out of the yeah. same page. Yeah, it so, means that they're not right. the right person. Exactly. Um, how, and you probably get asked this all the fucking time, especially having a sex toy company. How yeah. does your fiance feel about it? How do your families feel about it? Is there like some kind of conflict because of religious views or is it just one big happy family? So at first, so I started originally selling sex toys on Amazon mm-hmm. and that was kind of like a, well, it's a money thing, like whatever, like Stevie's just being Stevie. <laughs> and then it started like really taking off and I'm like, okay, I want to have my own, I want to have my own brand now. This is really cool. And when I started putting my face on the company, that's when my family and my partner's family got a little bit like, are you sure this is what you want to do? Mm. And they weren't being judgmental, but they were just like, you have to understand the industry that you're in, 
the, the company that you own, people are going to think a certain way of you. And, um, I just explained to them, like I, I had a conversation with my mom actually about a week ago about this very thing. And she was like, I just want to make sure that you understand if you put yourself out there that people might think of you a certain way. And I, and I was like, but why would I, why would I care? Genuinely. Cause if you know who I am as a person, you know who I am. And if you don't care enough to ask me to clarify something and you're just going to assume your opinion does not matter to me at all. Mm-hmm. And like at the end of the day, my purpose for this company is to have a space where girls like me feel comfortable buying a sex toy. Yeah. I always like, imagine going into my first sex shop when I was raised the way I was raised. I was terrified. Yeah. And there is a whole group of people out there that feel shamed. They, I mean, you're taught like, oh my God, if you masturbate, you're taking away from your future husband. Like it's masturbation. healthy in religion. So it, but it is. So yeah. So at first it was a little bit interesting with my family. They were never judgmental. Um, but once I explained to them, like, this is something I'm so incredibly passionate about because of the way I was raised. Um, I feel like people need to understand that when you buy a sex toy, it doesn't mean that you are a porn star or it doesn't mean that you're, you know what I mean? Like it, yeah. there's no, correlation it's literally like buying a hairbrush you don't yeah. buy a hairbrush and think that you're a Videl Sassoon model <laughs> you buy a vibrator and then have this guilty by association feeling mm. and I think with something too as like personal as buying a sex toy it the my dms so I guess a common misconception would be that I get a lot of creepy dms from dudes oh yeah I don't I get oh, really? DMs. No, most of the DMs that I get from guys are them saying, Hey, which toy should I buy my partner? It's amazing. Like I, when a guy sends uh, me a DM like that, I'm like, I got you, bro. How yeah. much do you want to spend? I will hook it up. I will make you look like a rock star. And oh. then I get one, one thing that stuck out to me that I thought was crazy sad is the amount of women that reach out to me and they're like, I've never had an orgasm before. And then <laughs> yeah. First time. It breaks my heart. Right. It breaks my heart. So I feel like it's it's such a natural thing and everybody does it. I mean, maybe not everybody, but most people do it. That's how yeah. we all got here. Exactly. <laughs> I feel like it's like what I'm encouraging isn't to go have sex with everybody and just be careless with your body. But if that's what you want to do, do it. And that's not necessarily being careless if you're conscious and yeah. if that's what you want to do. But what I'm saying is like, hey, if you want to pleasure yourself or if you want to pleasure yourself more with a partner or if you're having a problem achieving an orgasm, this might be able to help you. For fuck's sake. This week's sex question is, I started humping my hands when I was four years old and now I'm 15 and still do it and it doesn't take long to orgasm. I have tried rubbing my clip but I don't feel anything good. I struggle to stop thinking about the orgasm part. Any advice? I guess they're having a problem 
are clitorally orgasming. Um, I mean, yeah, it, it sounds humping your hands. I guess that's what we were doing before we actually knew what we were doing is just just playing around there. Yeah. yeah. I'm trying to think of like what actually physically humping your hands looks and feels like. Well, I'm imagining like lying on your hand and like literally... Because that, in a way, is stimulating your clit. Yeah, it is. That is clitorally stimulating yourself. I mean, it, I think it helps that this person's young um, and a lot of people don't achieve orgasm until they're much older. But one of the best pieces of advice... One of the best pieces of advice I was given was just just do what feels good and keep doing that you know like yeah. if something doesn't feel right then then avoid that area um and what we weren't taught at school like yes clitoral pleasure is great but it doesn't mean to say you know pull the hood back and rub on the clitoris like on the bean you know yeah. that's yeah it, that's it's sensitive and can be excruciating yeah so, you know you have to find what area of your vagina like that's set for you works yeah. best you know it could be above your clitoris it could be around it it could might not even be your clitoris altogether yeah before yeah. like I had sex toys and stuff when I was that age I would never directly rub my clit at all like I did that weird thing where I put like fingers on either side of like the outer labia and sort of made mm -hmm. a little clit sandwich so I wasn't like <laughs> directly <laughs> directly rubbing it so like it's normal <laughs> to just do whatever feels good and it's not wrong to not just because yeah. your clit doesn't directly respond to pleasure like that doesn't mean that it never will because our bodies are also always changing but it doesn't mean that it's wrong that you feel um pleasure that way like we were talking to Kelsey Dara on a podcast and she was saying that the way that she masturbated as a child like meant that she doesn't feel clitoral stimulation she feels like stimulation all over her vulva yeah so, so like, it's cool. different for everyone Fucking hell. This week's sex story is... After ending an 11-year relationship with a cis guy who very much believed that the only sex worth having was penis-penetrating vagina, I am now in a relationship with a partner who is genderqueer, he-him pronouns, and has really changed my views on what sex means. He identifies on the asexual spectrum, but is far more sexually experienced than I am. Something that has, something that has worked really well for us has been masturbating together. When we get into bed at night, we will touch ourselves whilst holding hands. Aww. We look into each other's eyes or touch our heads together. Watching his face as he pleasures himself is a real turn on for me. After we both orgasm at least once, we often fall asleep holding each other. Oh, that's actually so that's lovely. Also, so I thought beautiful. this is like written from Stevie from like another universe. Like, <laughs> another dimension. What the hell? <laughs> really? Honestly, that's really sweet. So that's sweet. That's really nice. Especially it's like, like mutual masturbation is so is, is so like under under discovered and mm -hmm. we're trying to change the idea of you know partnered sex and solo sex because a lot of people think that part partnered sex is like the go-to that's like the main thing that everybody wants to do and that's what's like the best thing to do with sex and it's just not true because masturbation mm -hmm. can be 
you know, if not more pleasurable than partnered yeah. sex. It's so yeah. nice that this person's like open and changing. Yeah, I'm, I'm also, I'm also with her. Like, I love seeing people's facial expressions when they are being pleasured. Like, mm. I find that a massive turn on. So, like, if I'm having like FaceTime sex, I would rather see that person's face than their genitals. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Oh, that's, like so, that's so intimate. Like that, that yeah. level of intimacy is so beautiful and that's amazing that they're able to get that like that's beautiful and Mm -hmm. and and then she also knew how he identified his situation his past experience like that just sounds like such a cute relationship so nice and we forget we're so we're all so different it doesn't have to be about penetrative sex like Mm -hmm. some of us love penetrative sex and some of Mm -hmm. us really don't and there is just so much more you can do that isn't just p in v yeah it's really destructive for our minds yeah it's really nice that she was able to explore like a different side of sex after being in a relationship for like so long as well just having penis and vagina sex yeah unfortunately (laughs) It is time for us to fuck off. Oh, it's so sad. Stevie, thank you so fucking much for doing this. And also yeah. bearing with us. This, we cannot believe how many technical issues and, and jumps in the road we've had to jump over for this episode. <laughs> I was going to say, please let us know if you get like a plague of locusts or like fire rains down from your house. We'll do the same. Um, and then at least we have a sign. Yeah. <laughs> that works. That works. Or if Godzilla like ends up like touching down. Yeah, yeah. So where can our curious fuckers find you? So I'm on Instagram at love, L-O-V-E, ready and willing. Mm -hmm. And my name is Katie. So I respond to all of the DMs on that page personally. So um, yeah, ask me any questions or drop me a note. I love hearing from followers. It's awesome. Yeah. And get one of her bullet vibrators because they are yes. the best. They're so good for like travel size. Oh, it's like my uh-huh. little travel vibrator. Yeah, literally my, it's my holiday vibrator. It yes. always goes with me. Always. That's yeah. amazing. <laughs> I'm so glad you guys love them. I love. So everyone, please remember to leave a rating, a review and subscribe to this podcast if you haven't already. Mm. And if you have any of your own sex questions or sex stories, please email them in at FKS given podcast at gmail.com and please if you've resonated with this or if you have any religious friends who are worried about pleasure please send them this episode because yeah. i am sure yeah. they would appreciate it. and also all of your atheist friends as well because they need to fucking know anyone with any prejudice needs to know this shit mm-hmm. yeah um, it's uh it's super important we just we should just all love each other all together all in one go no matter what you believe in it's <laughs> so lovely the dream nobody really knows what the fuck is going on (laughs) just being real yeah no one knows what the fuck's going on but anyway we love you all um was there anything else i needed to say i think i went off on one oh instagram oh yeah yeah follow us on instagram at c-o-m-e curious as well as our personals at read amber x and florence bark and you will hear us next week next week baby yeah curious fuckers Bye. bye